Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey guys, welcome to AfterBuzz TV's Talking TED Talks. Today we're talking all about body dysmorphia and loving ourselves. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to Talking TED Talks, where Woo-hoo. we're going to be breaking down Stop Hating Your Body and Start Living Your Life for Goodness Sakes. This is a TED Talk by Taryn Brumfitt. And so this is really like the talk itself was about the messages we obtain about our bodies, how we appreciate ourselves, like why we value them, like what's the self-worth behind our bodies. And really, what is the real problem? Like what is an actual real problem? Why are we so focused on our bodies? Like there are bigger issues out there. So that was Taryn Brumfitt's talk. And um, a little background about her, right? So mm-hmm. we need to talk about our speaker because we don't have her or Skyping in today as we did in our last week's episode. Um, she is an Australian writer and international keynote speaker, as well as a leader behind the body image movement, which really encourages women to value themselves inside and out. And she made a documentary called Embrace. And that was really about the narrative of her TED Talk. And this really came about really interestingly, so we want to get into that. But we also have a couple of special guests joining us in studio. So to my left, first up, I have Yale Tig Yale. Hello. Who is an entertainment host, writer, and also body image, po- body positive image activist. Yeah. You have your own platform as well called thefatgirlshow.com. Yes, I a do. A blog pretty amazing. And we also have another special guest joining us here today, Iggy Van Dinter. Yeah, correct. Who actually started (laughs) off interestingly as an equestrian. I did. And then you became, you were discovered at the age of 16 as a supermodel. And you've had the honor of working with George Clooney, Nicole Kidman and brands like Ralph Lauren and um, Oscar de la Renta. So it's really taken off. And now you're getting into your acting and hosting as well. So we have a very, you know, great balanced narrative. And that's what we want to bring you week on week. And Amen. Thank y'all for coming in. Thank you for having us. But please give it up for my girl, Miss Yasmin. You got to intro yourself, girl. I know, right? And then here my co-host Hey, it's your boy, DJ Jesse J. There you go. All right, y'all. So let's get into it. Some Ted-ducation. All right. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to throw our top two takeaways from this, this TED Talk. And let's break into some discussion. So for me... The one, it kind of, la- so last week we talked about social media and the influence that it has on us, um, <clears throat> on our mental, and they talked about social currency and how we have become as people, basically, it, we're selling ourselves. We have become this mentality that I have to get likes for how I look. I have to get a, this many comments to establish that I am a real person. So in this TED Talk, it really to me, she said that there was a point in her life where she never felt like this, but as she got older and her body had changed, she said, I thought my value as a person depended on how I looked. And, I, you know, that was, out of everything, really sat with me for a minute because I, 
I think I actually spoke about it last week too, but you know, it it really bothers me the world that we live in the messages and the the toxicity that is being thrown at people and we don't even realize it we don't realize you know oh i don't judge people based on how they look oh we're so easy oh i'm not racist oh i'm not this oh i'm not that but we are and it's okay to be these things but as long as you realize that i have these tendencies i need to stop i need to why am i so attracted to this or why am i drawn to this visual um you know that that really sat with me because i think that this question is being brought up a lot now mm-hmm. but the discussion isn't being had it's like a wow yeah this is kind of weird that i'm into that but whatever i'm not going to deal with them i'm just going to continue being doing that what what was you guys' takeaway from her uh, talking about that i think that's really interesting and that um definitely i feel like we our image is our currency especially specifically in the fields that we all are in we our image is a hundred percent part of our currency Um, and i think it's really interesting to think about people not in an industry that is specifically uh image-based, somebody who is a mom, somebody who is an accountant, somebody who is a a desk job also has these issues. And their image also, they think, is currency. And that's super interesting because I remember reading some article about how um, when uh, uh, women are are plus size, it may affect their getting hired for a job. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what the job is. It sometimes affects it because we have that inherent bias that we're not aware of yeah so it's very interesting uh, so at the very beginning of the talk she says you're fat you're ugly you're disgusting um and you know these are things i've said to myself when i'm looking in the mirror in the morning you know you know we go through these repetitive things and we're telling ourselves this is what it is oh you know i'll pull Mm. a little side chunk off me i'll be like (laughs) Oh, girl, I got to cut this off or whatever. No muffins this morning. You know, uh, you know, working last night. Exactly. Or or throughout the night and this morning for you. What what did that mean to you? How how, how stern and direct that those comments were working in the fashion industry? You know, have you experienced those moments? Oh, yes. I think that inner voice. Everybody has it. Some people have it stronger. Mm -hmm. I had it really strong. I think um, you need to know, like, I've been in so many therapies, I read so many books, and I think they all talk about this voice in the head that makes you say, like, you're not good enough, you're fat, and this is, you know, you can do better. And always this voice is talking to you, and you need to know that this voice is not you. When do you think that that voice of our body developed? Like, when we're young, we're not thinking, I used to run around butt naked, like, (laughs) not kidding. That's why babies are so amazing, right? We look at babies and they have no clue of what's going on. They they don't have these issues because after a while, you know, just people talking into you and the society, that that that's what makes the voice I inside also, of you. I also wonder, jumping off the back of what you had just questioned, Iggy, of like being in the fashion industry, had you ever had sort of photographers or people in production being like, hey, listen, you gotta like... Oh, yeah. Be boom, like this boom, boom, Still, yeah. even now, you know, like uh, my agency is always on top of things. Mm-hmm. Like they can come and say, oh, Iggy, uh, you went a little bit crazy this uh, December month. Eh? I'm like... Yes, I did. I'm human too, you know, sometimes. And, you know, and they'll tell you. And you have to have a really thick skin 
to uh, keep up with this and be okay with it. I almost think like we need to get back into our baby stage. And this was like my biggest education and takeaway of it of like how we as babies, we have dimples, we're like little chub chubs, it's okay. And then when we're 25 yeah. and we see a little dimple or something, it's like, oh, oh, get a gym membership or... Yeah, it's um, not cute anymore, Yeah, right? <laughs> or, or get, you know, surgery done or cover it up or yeah. something. And it's like, no, get back into that baby stage of mind and just mm. be okay with it. Yeah. I definitely wonder when it is that, that parents stop going, look at these chubby cheeks and go, you should stop eating that. When does that happen? Because mm. I think that, you know, you're saying when we're babies, we don't have that in, internal voice and that's true. But once we meet other kids and start playing with them, and at some point, our parents do say to us, you shouldn't eat that. So it's almost like keeping up with the Jones, keeping up with the mm-hmm. Kardashians, which we'll get into a little later. <laughs> yes, but so so it's, uh, outside social influences are really kind of what... At some point, you start seeing other people and realizing that you may not look like them. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, when it starts. But I also think that there really is... I, I remember being with my nephew and everyone talking about how cute his fat was. And I literally was like, when was the last time y'all told me I was cute and fat? <laughs> I'm also well, the baby and No, but it's also funny you say that because it, uh, <laughs> we'll have one of the TED Talks uh, talking about porn and over-sexualizing things. But, you Go know, on. it's... No, but it's interesting. <laughs> when is because, that? <laughs> no, but they, you know, we talk about plus size, but it's, it becomes a fetish at a certain mm-hmm. point. Absolutely. That yeah. it's... You, you we try to over-sexualize everything and it's like, well, this isn't normal, so we're going to put it in this category and now it becomes this new thing, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think that that that's, goes back to almost online harassment, <laughs> you know, mm. building these boxes and telling people, well, this is what you are. You're not normal. You're going to be this cl- classified under this box, mm. and this is what we tell you. Um, so on Twitter, we had a poll this week, and we said, how often do you feel uncomfortable in your body? And shout out to everybody who, you know what I mean? Because yes. this is honestly like it's, it is hard sometimes to answer these questions, especially when, you know, we can see who's who's putting who's what in. You know what, what I mean? Yeah. Who's saying what? Uh, and so 84, 81%, so 84%, excuse me, said they always do. Hmm. They are oh, always 84%. feeling so uncomfortable about their body. I'm one of those people, you know what I mean? There are days I just be like, I mean, at this point I laugh at it, but it's like there are times where I catch myself being like, ooh. I think about this too much yes. throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 16% said never. Wow. And never. So, Good for them. I be- no, I believe I'm going to win. Part of that. 16%. <laughs> Who are you? Let and me learn from you. Your point was always or never. Yeah. Wow. The, there's so much in between True. always yes. and never. Yes. I, I specifically didn't vote because I felt like neither of those were the correct answer. What would have been mm-hmm. your answer if uh, the option was that? Honestly, rarely. But there are times. Okay. That's healthy. That's yeah. a good answer there. Wait, now, did it that shift a- for you? Yeah. Did- oh, it took me years <laughs> to get there. Nah. But now, if you've seen my Instagram, you know how much I love my body. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. That's beautiful. Thank mm. you. My Instagram is just half-naked photos. Oh, you sexy thing. Embrace it. My mother is so Embrace it, as we're going to get into. And I, I mean, I do want to mention that it doesn't surprise me in a sense that it is 84% because... Um, Taryn Brunford did find as well that it was 86.3% of all cosmetic procedures in the world are performed on women. 
Mm-hmm. That yes. is a big number. Yeah, and it, go, it, go, it goes into what the video was talking about. You know, she really, obviously her experience as a woman, speaking from. Um, before we did this, the reason I loved this TED Talk, you know, I thought that uh, Taryn was... Really good at delivering the conversation from a fact-based place versus throwing a lot of emotion in. Some things, there are certain TED Talks I love where it's so emotional-based, you know, they take it away from that. Here's a dialogue, you know, a monologue that I'm just going to give you. You know, I felt like hers was very relatable, but it was very fact-driven. Um, and it comes from a place of this is why uh, what our bodies are for, you know. She walked away with the the last one uh, quote saying, "Your body is not an ornament; it's a vehicle to mm-hmm. your dreams." Mm-hmm. You know, Great it's one. funny because I wrote that quote too. A friend of mine made me throw a bunch of shoes out, and she was like, "Oh, what, what do you have these? I call them my shit shoes. You know, they're my shit shoes. If it's raining outside, I'm going to throw these on. I'm going to go and say, oh, 'Oh, you're going to let people see you in those shoes.'" I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I don't care if I'm running in the dirt. Like, this is not the point of using the shoes so they get dirty so I don't get dirty. And yeah, she started saying this and making me feel like, are my shoes wrong? Are my shoes oh, bad? Oh, you thinking? Really? I started overthinking. Wow. And I threw the shoes out. And then oh, she no. said this, your body is an or- not an ornament. She said your body is a vehicle. It brought me to, to that j- those shoes. And I was saying to myself, I was fine with my shoes. And I, I do this with working out, too. I'm not uncomfortable with my body. I have become uncomfortable with my body. Uncomfortable or comfortable with your body? I have become uncomfortable oh, with my body. I never used to have wow. that issue. Did and that happen in LA or? Yeah. Yeah, it did. What it did happen surprise. in LA. What a surprise. You know, yeah. growing up, I always was running, working out. You know, I never like went to the gym, you know. Mm-hmm. And then my friend said this about the shoe. I'm watching this TED Talk and I'm like, going back to what you were saying, you know, these outside sources mm-hmm. that are telling me. The media that is putting these images in my face that I see daily, you know, uh, Taryn talks about the bus that drives by that we're not even paying attention mm-hmm. to seeing what is being programmed in our mind as the new standard. Mm-hmm. And this has been going on for centuries, though, especially for like, I don't want to say especially for women, but it has been especially for women. But there are men like you are also experiencing and you will touch upon it as well, because we were talking about it, how men also are like focusing on their image. But that's because I feel like we're so much more exposed to what should be the body form or the ideal that we should strive for. Um, Before it was billboards and magazines and then eventually taxis. And now it's like all over social media and the web. So it's like even more amplified. Mm -hmm. But obviously, we're going to become more sensitive towards it. How would you say we can start to change that conversation? Thank you. I have the solution. (laughs) She's waiting for this moment. I feel like it's coming. Okay, here's the thing. Years ago, I back when I still watched things on Tumblr, you know, before they got rid of all the good stuff. We talked about that last time, how starting to blur stuff on Tumblr. No, Just as a recap. Back on Twitter. (laughs) Before that, um, I started following a bunch of plus size uh, body positivity uh, blogs on Tumblr. And then I started, my Instagram feed is almost exclusively plus size models, plus size brands, and then people I know in real life. What ended up happening was my brain changed. I stopped seeing models, straight size models, you know, the, the, um, 
the, the what the, the world is telling you. Yes, yeah. the 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 models that we're seeing all the time, Victoria's Secret models. I mean, this as there's no offense to no, models. Thank you. But but I just it changed my brain, mm-hmm. and so when I for the first time was looking at clothing on Torrid.com and then went to Forever Twenty One, I was jarred at the image of the. 12-year-old girls modeling clothing mm. and I went, "Oh my god. My brain changed. That's mm-hmm. not the norm. That is a model. The norm, the average size in the US is a size 16 now. The norm is not the size of a model, and it changes your brain when you stop always looking at it. So my advice to people is follow people on Instagram that you know in person. Follow people that are your size or bigger. And do not follow people that you look at with the feeling of, I wish I had that body. Mm. We, it's so crazy. Go back to last mm. week's video. It, this it is really a part is. of changing yeah. our mental, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. making sure you build the social media that is positive to you. I just said I yeah. followed a bunch of celebrities because yeah. you start comparing. It's like, yeah. I, I can't wake up every morning and the first thing I'm opening up is now I'm judging myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to touch upon the fact, though, and and this is going to go to you, Iggy, because I think, you know, with models, like like we're saying, it's not a true representation because often a lot of images can be photoshopped and whatnot, mm-hmm. so we really don't know what the reality is. But at the same time, truthfully, like, you know, you probably have experienced this as well, where you're like, wait, I mean, why am, Why do I have to look this way? Or, um, like, what kind of health detriments you've had to go through as well in order to look that way mm-hmm. or be represented mm-hmm. that way on those platforms? Yeah, people need to uh, know that most models are not naturally thin. You know, we need to do a lot of things to stay skinny and to, you know, keep up that model body. And a lot of these things are very unhealthy, especially there's so much pressure, you know, like I'm getting in my late 20s. And I feel the pressure. I'm sometimes working with girls that are 16. Yeah. And I'm 10 years older. And I still need to, like, work with these girls. I don't know if that mentally is look really good skin, for me. Look at skin. Look at my body. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're comparing compare. all the time. And, like, what you said, I don't do Instagram. I don't follow anyone. I just... My friends, I follow my friends for sure. But I don't follow any Victoria's Secret models mm-hmm. or anything that relates to my job because it makes me unhappy i'm just there to post my own things and uh, that's it and then i close it down because it does make you think and judge and uh, compare yourself to you others. know it's i love that both of you guys hit this because another powerful sentence she said in this that really took me out was if you don't conform the media tells us if you don't conform you will obsess over your body hatred and it's something that is so true until I started physically going in and saying, OK, I'm making this change. I'm not going to look at this stuff. I'm not going to, you know, put myself in these shoes mm-hmm. until I started doing that. I was obsessing mm-hmm. to a crazy amount. You know, it's like how many d- diet things are you looking at? It's like, you know, you're looking for quick fixes instead of. Okay, what's the real first step that's going to help me mentally? Because if you're not working on your mental, your body is going to match that. Yeah, it's so true. It's <laughs> going to translate that. Mind over matter, it does translate. It's it's interesting because we were talking about the messages, you know, when she started, when she said you're ugly. Yeah. Um, it's the, program. the other thing I always tell people when they ask me uh, for advice is you look in the mirror and find every day, find one thing you love. 
Find something you love. It might be that you got your winged eyeliner perfect. Yep. It might be you're having a good hair day. For me, a lot of days it was my cleavage looks good. That was, you find one thing and eventually you start seeing more things about yourself that everyone else sees. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is like, you're beautiful. So you just have to start telling yourself. Mm. It's actually it's good that you say that because my journey started with Louise Hay and she does mirror work. Mm-hmm. So the first thing what you do is when you wake up and you see a mirror at any time of the day, when you see a mirror, you're just like, hey, you're beautiful. You're allowed to be here. Instead of checking yourself Instead in of every like, time. Because you'd be like, oh, it's my hair. Oh, it's my shirt. Is my- yeah. Be nice to yourself. Be kind. Like mm-hmm. uh, one of my therapists said, just touch your hand and say, oh, my beautiful hand, you're so beautiful. And it does help. Mm-hmm. Try to do it. It's like, oh, you beautiful hand, you're so gorgeous. Self-appreciation. Self-appreciation. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's what Be it's all nice about. to yourself. Even if you, you know, like, I, sometimes in my chubby periods, I just look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, I love my soft chubbies. <laughs> and I was like, I'm a cutie. And then it makes more sense. And mm-hmm. I love myself more when I say, oh, I'm a cutie instead of, oh, you're fat or you're yep. ugly. She made this comment. She said, we aren't using our minds to the max because we are anchored down. Every time mm-hmm. you use one of those negative thoughts, your mind is so conformed mm-hmm. on, okay, well, now let me obsess over. Okay, you don't like this on the side of you. Okay, you're sitting over here. You don't, you don't like that you put that extra five pounds on. You know, let's just sit here and obsess over it. And mm-hmm. now let's compile all these different ways to try and fix that problem that we're not really going to fix because we're trying to look for the quick fix. Mm-hmm. But don't you think it's an interesting time that we, you know, now that we, we're having this conversation, right, and this is really to bring awareness, and I feel like before that wouldn't really have been a conversation, and I think i got to give kudos to some of the companies out there like Dove who have oh, been yeah, putting com- out campaign. models that are real, you know, well, Beautiful. real people, not models, but like people and, yes. you know, like a p- true representation of different body types and forms and everything. And yeah. so I think, you know, they they have slowly been trying, not everybody's on board, but, you know, eventually I think it's starting to have a ripple effect. It's oh, yeah, funny on, that you say, go ahead. No, on the fashion shows, you know, like I've done New York Fashion Week, LA Fashion Week, uh, Paris, London, and every year they say, oh yeah, we're going to have more diversity and it is coming slowly you know it's not Mm -hmm. like now we have like one uh, plus size model per show or like it's getting better it's Mm -hmm. slowly slowly getting better yeah Ashley Graham was there uh, the last few years Uh, Christian Siriano is doing lots of things with plus size models Rihanna's entire beautiful lingerie line She's doing all yeah. sorts of shapes. She's got people with disabilities, different shades. I love that. Amazing. But, you know, these things are changing, and, and it is happening. Dove is definitely making a move. They were not the first. Um, you know, Lane Bryan, a few years ago, had a lingerie commercial that was pulled from TV mm-hmm. because it was too risque, yet Victoria's Secret, which had much less fabric, <laughs> was appropriate. You know, Crazy. it's the media depicts and chooses what's acceptable. I mean, going on that, I just really want us to touch upon that little embrace clip. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, how did you feel when you saw that? Like the exactly little... like she said, hungry and horny. <laughs> right? You know, and it, it's just you know, it almost was like I was so numb to it because I have this conversation daily. Mm-hmm. I drive by a billboard. I drive. I see a kid on the street, and I'm like. How old is this person? I Why know. are we over... Everything right. is sexual. I go past an ice cream shot. It's a girl's tongue licking on this thing. Like, 
<laughs> you know, we're we're taking words for companies that are like F it. You know what I mean? And over everything is over sexualized, and you know, I don't think we really have come to the understanding. And you know, we can bring tech into this too because it's opened the world of pornography up mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Us, to, you know, we don't know how to deal with these things. School does not teach you how to deal yes. with your sexual emotions mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it is important because mm-hmm. if you're being programmed at such a young age to think mm-hmm. this is hot, this is what I'm supposed to be attracted mm-hmm. to, this turns me on. And this mm-hmm. is what I'm supposed to look like to turn yes. other people on. And that goes back to both perspectives of male and female, like female mm-hmm. then buying into it. Like personally, when I saw that clip, I was like, oh my God, yeah, like I I look like this, I gotta move like that. And then I'm thinking, like, from a guy's perspective, that must be like, oh, yeah, that's so hot. Like, I need to have a girlfriend. If they tell you to buy it, you will. Yeah. You know, and so I want to take this right into our special segment, case scenario, where this Kardashian case study, y'all. And so I was reading this, and it's funny because there's a few of them out there, and they talk about the standard of women and how the Kardashians are this double edged sword because. They represent a group of women who have come out in the media who who stand for women who are thicker, have curves and whatnot. <clears throat> but are these women <laughs> truly <laughs> that definition? Because at the same time, we're looked at this to say, oh, wow, she, women's rights, she loves her body, she does this, yet... She changes her body to make it look a certain Mm -hmm. way. You don't see those dimples. You don't see those marks. You don't see those curves. So is it really that this is body positivity or is it that we have now body shamed ourselves to a point that this is the new beauty standard? Yeah, I'm really <gasps> Hit it on home! Oh, yeah. I feel like you two have something to say on this. <laughs> no, well, actually, Kelly Jenner, right? She's one of mm-hmm. the most famous top models right now. But how many surgeries has she has she done to her face? Can we call her a model? Like, this takes away... Uh, she's taking away my job. Yeah. Like, you know, what do you... I think a model should be naturally 5'11", have that natural face by itself. She should not need any surgery. But I feel here in L.A., Everybody has done something to their face. And I, oh, that's really hard for me to uh It's true, because I mean, I remember that the times of, like, when you want to become a model, you've got to look natural. A certain way, yeah. You, no makeup, less is mm-hmm. more, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, with the Kardashians, uh, of more course, they more. say more is more. more I've is never more. seen an episode without makeup. Have you ever seen them no. without makeup? They always look perfect. They're always like, Right? Interesting. Yeah. There's no movement. My thought is, I know that there was this amazing thing where people went, look, they're curvy. Because, yes, they do have a, they have curves. There and at shapes. the very beginning, they were much more natural of yeah, those curves. Yes. Uh, the, um... Hmm. Chloe mm-hmm. was. Uh, There's so many of them. Sorry, I, <laughs> she's like my favorite. <laughs> also, also, you said one of them, and she I went. I can't that. remember which one that is. Courtney, Chloe, Kim. It doesn't matter. Kendall I don't know which one's Kylie. which. Oh, Chloe is the one. Hey, 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 hey. Reality my, here. It's my job. <laughs> Chloe was the one that was referred to as the fat one. Yes. Oh yeah. Previously, yeah. Uh, which I find hilarious in that in no she was the tallest. Yeah. She just didn't have the same shape that they did. Mm-hmm. 
and and that was the difference. So I always thought I thought that um, Kim was curvy. I would see images and go, that is a curvy woman. The same way that when Scarlett Johansson started hitting red carpets, everyone went, oh, so curvy. Yes, she has more of a shape than... Let's and beautiful boobs, yeah, right? I wish I had those. Then, let's say Cameron Diaz or Gwyneth Paltrow. Sure, there is definitely more of a shape. I then saw Kim Kardashian stand next to Ashley Graham and went, <laughs> oh my God, Kim Kardashian has zero curves. Yep. She's tiny. Oh, interesting. It's, it's perspective. It's mm-hmm. we're seeing them next to other people. Yeah. If you just, if we saw them in real life with real people who aren't celebrities, you would see what they look like. But we're seeing them on a carpet next to smaller people. Yep. And imagine, like, the rest of the world, how they perceive them. Right. Or anybody, really. Because mm. at least we do kind of see that here. I feel like you are exposed to that, and people try to look in that shape and form. Like, mm. I've seen so many doubles of Kardashians. Of I know. Yeah. And especially well, that makeup They look. are the standard at this point. They are the yeah. L.A. standard. Like, yeah. uh, uh, out here. I'm sure worldwide, yeah, too, but <laughs> walking around here, <laughs> this is what the in. girls are trying to... <laughs> Which is interesting, oh, yeah. because when I was growing up, the standard was... Blonde yep. and white, and I think it was more Pam Anderson was the standard. Yep. Again, curves, but again, in, put no. it next to Ashley Graham, and I go, "Where are the curves?" <laughs> right. I just want to quickly touch upon this because it was interesting in the Embrace documentary. They went through periods of what the, the standard fashion. of a woman's definition was, or the look of a woman's yeah. definition. Yeah, because look at Marilyn Monroe. You go back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the twenties was. No boobs, straight up and down, petite. Hollywood era was big boobs, small waist, curve galore, which mm-hmm. sounds super unnatural. 60s, skinny, tall, delicate. No, but it sounds unnatural when you have small, like big boobs, small waist, and then curves. Like, how does that I work out? shape. Girl, I got you. Like, really? I'll like, I feel you. like you yeah, have yeah. to wear this corset that, like, really turns yeah, you yeah, out I'll, or something. I'll show you pictures. That'll okay. <laughs> and then you have the 60s, skinny, tall, delicate, and the supermodel era, which is electric, big Big boobs, long legs. Mm-hmm. 90s was a little bit more gaunty, very pale. Mm-hmm. And then today, big boobs, round toned butts, and then thigh gaps. You gotta look I'm like a city, gap. Um, city girls. Yeah. Act up. Act up. <laughs> but I'm noticing this. Like, yeah. yeah. A lot of women are like looking at the thigh gaps right now as well. I'm like oh, thinking, that's a new thing. when was that? When did this become a thing? Mm-hmm. We have over-sexual... That, the thigh gap is all about sex. But mm-hmm. I want to know from your... Pers- like, from a guy's perspective, mm-hmm. what are you... Like, what experiences are you having? Or, I mean, or- it's the same thing. It's interesting. I, I want to get... I'm going to get him in here, a friend of mine. He's actually the first guy I've ever had a conversation about my body issues with. Like, mm-hmm. and he brought it out because he made mention. He was like... It was well, actually, it wasn't him. So this other kid, <laughs> well, it gets tied in. This other kid had made a mention. I mean, he looked, his body looks like a Kendall, and I had had more weight on than I do now. And he had said to me, or to the third person there, he said, you know, he probably actually feels more comfortable with his body than I do. And everyone was like, what? Like, bro, like you have a ripped abs and this, mm-hmm. and it made me look at him like, wow, you're that insecure, like. 
But that's why his body looks like that because he's so insecure. He wakes up every moment of his day is about I gotta I ate this so when I ate this it's gonna go to my body and it's gonna do this to my skin and that's I have to work it out. Eating disorder right there. Yep. And so then I was talking to my other friend about eating disorder with this kid. I was like, it was so crazy. I've never seen a a guy talk like that before. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I talk like that to myself all the time. And I was like, you know what? I do too. And uh, I never, it, we've always put it on women, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So then to take a magnifying glass and put it on myself, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is why I do this. This is why I do. I hate the gym. I genuinely hate the gym. <laughs> There's I nothing I, I love it too. And God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. I will go, run, I'll go running outside. I'll go hiking. I love, I love natural fun. Like outside, you oh, know what I mean? Yeah. I like working out in that manner. That's healthy. But when it comes to the gym, it's just not there. Like, Mm. I just, it's so boring. It's gross. And it made me start being like, well, I'm never going to get in shape because I don't like the gym. Or I'm waiting for this day where Mm. a trainer is going to come into my life and make me feel like, oh, I understand it and I love it. No. We're never going to feel happy. I'm cool. At the end of the day, I'm actually happy with myself. I get in my head because, oh, well everyone else in my field doesn't have a body that looks like this oh well look at how they you know how they react when he takes his shirt off or well but i don't want i don't you know want to be out here as a beefcake you know what i mean like you go through all these different (laughs) thoughts and processes Mm -hmm, and it's just like i I think it's important for men and women and us not to just put it on women because It's equal on both sides because women are doing it because men have this stigma in their head that's causing women to have certain insecurities nice. about them and vice versa too. Yeah. Oh, yo, dick ain't da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh. We talk about body parts and things like that. I right. mean, it is what it is, you know, mm-hmm. as, as crass as it is, sounds, but all of these things, it's harassment and yeah. we keep programming and i'm going to use that word it's the best word to it because we were not born with these things no No. and to take them away and to really like uh peel that layer back it's hard right that's a a hard exfoliation (laughs) yes get right in there there's a lot of damage control yeah um and that touches upon what darren uh taryn brumfit also you know the reason why she gave this talk was essentially because of this whole misconception of having you know after especially a woman's body just changes you know we all change all our bodies change according to circumstances and with regards to her it was because of her pregnancy after three children she's saying her body's broken fix me surgery whatever and then does this whole bodybuilding thing but then accepts her body yeah Yeah. finally realizing this bodybuilding did not make me happy no and that's the thing you know like your friend who like looks super ripped and then like he's super he's not he's insecure and everything and it just makes you realize you're never going to be happy with yourself unless you just accept yourself and own the power of your body that you are unique nobody has this body as you do Mm -hmm. and I honestly you know to me it's I question are you healthy? You know, I don't think that's enough oh, that that's we ask the question. This so kid's many... body, amazing. Do I think he's healthy? No, because there's drugs involved in getting his body a certain way. Yeah. And when you're going up and down and left and right and you're drinking these drinks and doing all this stuff, that is harmful on your body. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not resting and you're not doing certain things, 
You know, I think we put, uh, oh, well, that, this person, you're overweight. Well, what's actually overweight? What is actually an un- unhealthy, you know? Mm-hmm. My when mother sick, visually think. would be considered overweight. When she goes to the doctor, the doctor's like, she's healthy, you know? And it's this standard that we keep throwing people into these boxes. Yeah, I will also say there is a big discussion about, um, you know, when people see those who are... Uh, plus size or overweight or obese or whatever word you prefer to use and we we start to concern ourselves with their health yeah and the issue with that is that one it is very ableist of us and it is very much an idea of well you're a good fatty versus you're a bad fatty no so for example i've never heard that it's a good fatty versus a bad fatty yeah so there's the idea that well it's okay if you're fat and healthy okay but if you for example have some sort of condition mm-hmm. um you know or you know it, we judge someone based on whether we perceive it's okay for them to be fat or not or them to be plus size and i think that that's a very very dangerous conversation to have well and go with that kind of carry into that where you talked about you know the the standard of what is plus size what we think mm. plus size and what is and what actually is plus size sure so plus size models i believe are size 8 to 12 um, and wow, eight tiny? already? I, I've heard eight. Uh, but as I thought Marilyn Monroe was a size, size, size 12, 12, wasn't she? Yes. Sorry. Uh, but uh, but oh. the thing is a oh. store, a plus wow. size store will not carry lower than at smallest a size 12 and up. So, for example, Tess Holiday, who is a size 22, she is someone you would consider a plus size model. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashley Graham also would be considered a plus size model. But then there's... Um, there are a few other models which ended up with a whole other campaign with the drop the plus discussion. Uh, models who were size twelve being considered plus size, and in no world do we look at them and go, "Oh yeah, that's plus size." Hmm. But the modeling industry does, and it's that name plus the plus, right? Plus. Yeah. Why does it have to be there? It's really, honestly, the 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 biggest issue is that the the fashion industry wants to separate straight sizes and plus sizes, and for whatever reason there seems to be some sort of miscommunication in the design world that you can't take a shirt and just adjust it to fit more sizes. And I feel like, too, it's like a lot of these stores are pulling European sizes, which is smaller. And so now (laughs) we're... The Italians. Now now you're like, okay, as if we weren't mentally unhealthy before. Now we're saying, <laughs> oh, there's actually small is actually smaller than the small <laughs> yeah. that you thought it was small. I'm like, oh my God. what in this medium? It's, the, medium? The, the small, medium, large system is is very much a, a deceptive <coughs> way to ruin your brain. Yeah. In that, and the, I know that for example, Tord, which is a plus size store, they carry size their sizes zero to five, I believe, which is not what you would call a zero. It's a whole different thing, and oh, it yeah. gets it's I real get confusing. Confused, yeah. I show up there and go, "I does this fit me or not?" That's yeah. that's my question. Well, don't we all? I don't know if you guys ever done that before, but I used to cut the labels if I would have a medium because I supposed to have a small, but the medium oh, really? just fitted better, oh, and I would just cut the label. Nobody saw Who's that. Who's looking at your labels? Right? You but are, mentally, but you are. But immensely, it yeah. fucks you up. So. Um, yeah, I think that's I love that. That's an honest yeah. statement to say that because yeah. th- that's something Some where we think that. the world is looking, and it's like no, no, no. no I check myself on stuff like that all the time. Like, ourselves. bro, you're in your house doing this by yourself. Okay, well, getting Ooh, what am I doing? 
<laughs> I want to get into our Teddy's talk because we did have a couple of yes. um, yeah, like more uh, Twitter polls and Instagram stories. And thank you so much for answering those as well because this goes on to what we were just talking about. How often do you compare your body and who's with? Most said always 24-7 or a couple have said about three times a day, usually after eating something. Like, I know I do that. <laughs> um, and or when wearing a dress or something formal for an event. Mm. Um, and then they compare themselves. There was a male who said to Santa Claus, I think, you know, go ahead and compare yourself to Santa Claus. Um, He's Insta- a gift giver. <laughs> yes. Uh, Instagram model. So, you know, um, compared to other side of the family who have hips and butts. So that's within your network. And then the second part was what part of your body do you wish you could change or cover up? And most would say hips, stomach or your tush. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Which I think is like... I it hips over like, I would think waist or like your stomach, like yeah. stomach over I mean, hips. stomach, I kind of, you know, like, you know, you kind of feel like, oh, do I have that bloat and that, you yeah. know, like women as well, when we have that kind of once a month thing, like it yeah, has big bloated. effects on our bodies. Yes. Yeah. Like emotionally, mentally and physically everything. But um, yeah, I do. I am curious about the hips and the but it's just something because of what we are exposed to. Going back to the Kardashian yeah. case but and whatever. You just do some squats, you're fine. <laughs> That's it. That's it. All right, but let's squats. talk about some real ways, some tangible tools that we can use to shift the conversation of body positivity. Uh, and one of them, I know, I know I kind of brought up the ornament thing earlier. Um, so I kind of want to flip it with one, a topic that I skipped over that she did talk about. Tragedy versus over-sensationalized sen- tragedy. You know, she talked about the f- over 400 girls from Nigeria who were taken from their school and, you know, trafficked right down the road. Everyone knew where they were, but legally we, they, there was no way for them to, to get them. They were hidden and all this stuff. That's a tragedy, you know? Um, these shootings that are happening <laughs> in our towns, mm-hmm. uh, that's a tragedy. But we have convinced ourselves that, oh my gosh, if I eat this muffin and that gluten gets into my pores and then it's going to clog my arteries and then all of a sudden, like, now I have Hold this on. on the side of me and I have breasts. I'm a man. I ain't supposed to have breasts. And oh my God, why do my pores look like this? And I just got to squeeze all my juices out of my face and I just look crazy. I can't go anywhere. Trust me, I don't like skinny guys, so I like a little breast. Right? So that's the new tragedy. You know, we're not watching the news. Instead, the news is, well, let me look at my face and let me create a reason why I don't want to go out with my friends. You know, she talked about becoming that person who goes to the back. Mm-hmm. Um, it, how? Mm-hmm. When do you guys have those moments? You know, obviously you talked about it took you a while to get to that place of like, Okay, this is who I am. Now I've, I'm not looking at smut and trash. Like, right. I'm looking at the things that are going to help me love myself. You know, what are some, what's a moment for you now that you go through that? And how do you talk yourself out of that negative conformity? Um, you go first. Yeah, yeah. I definitely uh, will have a time where I'm, I'm tr- when I'm putting something on, when it's like your favorite thing and you put it on. And for whatever reason that day, it doesn't fit right or it doesn't look the way you want to. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I'm like, what? How did I? But I always look. This is my favorite. This is my most flattering thing. And then I have to go. Well, I got to leave the house, and this is my favorite thing. So I'm going to leave the house in my favorite thing, because 
I might think at this moment that it doesn't look great, but at every other moment it does. So I'm just I'm just going to accept that and go because my life is happening mm-hmm. and I don't have time to mm-hmm. try on 15 different things and hope something works. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I do is I realize that the rest of my life is so much more important. Isn't mm-hmm. waiting for you to get dressed. Right. As long mm-hmm. as I've covered the bits that legally I need to cover, I can leave the house. <laughs> She's like, I think that's actually pasties really... and a cork. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting point that I'm just realizing is that, especially in Britain, and maybe you can say mm-hmm. as to how it is in the Netherlands, um, but there, there's so much value placed onto what you wear, and I love the fact that I think there's more people out here that don't care what they wear sometimes mm-hmm. like a lot more than I do see over there at least you know there, there's a lot more people that are embracing like who they are what they are and whatever they want to wear and just go for it it's, in, it. it's interesting That's you say that because I feel the opposite specifically in LA I feel like people put a lot of effort into what they wear and and I know walking into a room full of entertainment people we looked at each other <laughs> I, I know that I'm going to walk into a room and I will look different than everyone I know that going in I know that when I came into this studio today that I will look different and the only thing I can do is wear what makes me comfortable and happy and I have been spending all winter wearing leggings and a skirt instead of jeans and it has made me so happy <laughs> well isn't that the beauty of America right the freedom that's yeah. why we all come here all the Europeans <laughs> yeah. they think oh the American lifestyle you can do whatever you want you can say whatever you want dress and wear whatever you want and you know have the uh, yeah there's American no, dream like, big conformity I feel we have stricter rules when it yes. comes to how you present yourself where you go like seriously like restaurants and studios or wherever it is like you have to dress up always yeah Mm. (laughs) yeah we've really become a society in America where the gym clothes is a a thing you can wear your gym clothes for literally 75% 75% of the day. Acceptable. And just oh, get dressed yeah. for dinner when you're going that, out with your friends way. or whatever. But I, I don't even. Sometimes <laughs> I don't even. Or you just bring the coffee cup with you and you're like, sorry, I just came from the so gym. Just came from yeah. It's totally acceptable. <laughs> but see, it comes yes, down to, you again, like... You could never do that in Europe. Yeah, that would be, never. oh, not done. People would look at you and stare <gasps> at you up and down like, what is this person doing here? Yeah. No matter it's who you are, dress up. interesting that you say that because I will go into a grocery store straight after the gym, red-faced, no makeup. You'd never see that. And everyone is staring at me. Yet I know that any other woman who came from yoga and has no offense, has no sweat on them, and is very thin with their green juice, no one has cared. Yep. It's an interesting thing. It depends on the body. Who you you are and what, yep, that's so true. Um, but I just want to touch upon you, Iggy, because, like, you know, you've been through some things and pivotal moments that have made you realize that things have got to change. So what are some of the tangible tools that you use on a daily basis to remind you as to why you shouldn't be conforming to what is the norm in society and also in your world? Well, you know, I, I realized that I spent so much time during the day thinking about how I looked that I was like, if, what could I do at that time? I could have done so many more beautiful things with my precious time. But what really helped for me was um, meditation. 
I I meditate every morning and every evening, and I, you know, I'm very grateful and I feel very blessed every day, and I'm thankful, and I say that and I repeat that every day, and I try to be kind to my body. What do I want? You know, what I'm trying to listen to my body, and um, not listen to what other people think, and really cut off that social media and everything around me, and look at who I am. You know, I'm I'm happy with myself, and I love myself, and I see it, I say that to myself every day. It's all back yeah. to self. It yeah. is. What about yourself? What's your tangible tool? My tangible tool is. I mean, it's it's kind of goes back to what Yale said. It's talking myself off the ledge mm-hmm. you know saying to myself okay jesse you done pulled your entire closet <laughs> out and it's it looks like a, a bomb went off in your apartment you don't have the time to come home and put all the stuff away you don't have the mental capacity right now to be pulling at every fabric of shirt off of your your waist and now it's been 30 40 minutes and you were supposed to left leave an hour and a half ago yeah. You know, so it's like just being an adult. As mm-hmm. you get older, you you start hating things more because you're like, oh, my bones, I'm getting old, my this, <laughs> my that. But you have to write it on the list. Tell myself I love myself. Mm-hmm. You know, writing, uh, writing uh, celebrities from my social media, certain uh, restaurants and things like that, I don't want to look at your marketing. I don't want to see that program. I don't want to eat that type of food. You know what I mean? That, that's been my thing, just mm. picking up the pieces and placing the correct ones down, laying yes. the right bricks. Mm. Yeah, well, I just kind of want to leave it on a funny because this goes down to what um, Taryn was saying about don't carry on as an ungrateful asshole. You know, there are bigger, there's bigger shit in life, basically. And essentially, we all started off as assholes in the uterus. Yes. Yes. You come up kicking and screaming. This is a fun fact. We don't want to know. The first thing that forms in the uterus is a digestive tract and arsehole. So that's what we were all like in the beginning. And I just want to say this, and this is something that I preached to in the past when I was teaching yoga, is that your superpower is your unique self. There's nobody like you. There's nobody who looks like you. There's nobody that functions like you. And just as what what Taryn has said is that your your body is your vehicle to your dreams. And you're only going to accomplish those dreams if you're going to, like, really just take care of yourself and be mindful of yourself. doesn't matter what everything else is around you. Yeah. Well spoken. Come on, So girl. beautiful. All right, Jess. All beautiful people here. Yeah, thank you guys so much for coming through. Yes. We appreciate Thanks. you. And thank, thank you guys you. at home for watching us. And uh, join the conversation live in the chat room. We want you guys here every Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Ladies, where can everyone follow you? Keep in contact and, you know what I mean? Get, get some social on. media. Social media. We do have social media, yeah. right? So you can find me at, at egith. Very easy, Spell short. E G I T H. Perfect. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us today. You can find me at Yasmin Tanres. And where can we find Woo! you, Jesse? Y'all can hit me up everywhere at DJ Jesse J. But right now, please just hit us up at Talking Ted Talks. Let's build this community, this platform, so we can. Uh, have conversations worth exploring. Amen. Till next week. Peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for 
all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.